Welcome to History 21, the podcast, a production of the Anoka County Historical Society, sharing the stories and audio journeys from our county's past and present. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Sarah. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. We're back for our latest episode. This one is with Maddie McNamara. She's a 10th grader at Anoka High School. One of my favorite kiddos. You met Maddie. She was one of the founding members of the Anoka County Historical Society's Teen Council. Tell me what that is. It was actually just an excuse for me to hang out with a bunch of teenagers every other week because I'm a self-serving person and I'm okay with that. (laughs) We got together and we had some snacks. We talked about some current events. We talked about things that were going on in their lives and the type of person that they could be remembered for in history. So that idea that history is, is now and getting them hooked in understanding and loving history. So, you know, they love it as adults too. Yeah, and getting them to see that what they're experiencing now really matters as part of a large global story, that they don't live in a fishbowl and the things that they're experiencing in school and at home as part of a larger community story and letting them explore how that will play into their futures. And all of those points became so clear this past year with all of the students experiencing something completely new together in this distance learning, hybrid learning, this COVID world. And you sat down with Maddie and you talked about that. It was a really interesting conversation because the teen council took a break because of COVID the students that were participating in it just didn't have the emotional bandwidth to add one more Zoom meeting or one more Snapchat video into their life. And so it's been several months since we've really sat down and talked to each other and catching up with Maddie and hearing what was going on and what that experience has been like is vastly different than my work from home experience. I'm grateful that she pointed out some of those differences. Well, let's hear directly from her. On we go. (laughs) Hey, Maddie. Hello. Hi. (laughs) It's been a while since we got to chat. This is really fun. I'm looking forward to the next few minutes with you. Me too. I do miss, I miss being able to talk like with everyone. It was nice. And by everyone, you mean the teen council crew. So we actually go back a few years now, don't we, my friend? Yeah, since about seventh grade. Maybe even sixth grade if we really wanted to stretch it a little bit. But you were kind of one of the group there for that history group that we had with the middle school. Yeah, we'd all like walk down to like the buildings around Anoka and sort of chit chat about them with the teachers. Yeah. Yeah, you guys would get together once a month, and I know we went to the dam and talked about some historic photos down there, went down to the post office, talked about some architecture, then you did some other cool things around town, but uh, what I remember most is there was this group of humans that wandered into the museum maybe a 
six months later and started asking questions about the big white house and i gave you guys one of the booklets that we had on the big white house and suddenly i'm getting phone calls saying can we start a teen council <laughs> and in you guys all walked and uh we're meeting what twice a month yeah every other week about what did you like most about doing the teen council it was really nice to be able to like talk about like different things and topics like that were going on around us at the time and also being able to like expand on how that like could connect to like historical things and it was also just like nice to be able to, like because I know we like usually like sat down and like talked about like our week or our days and it was like a really nice way of like interacting with people along with like learning a lot of new things about Anoka, Minnesota. Well and the doodling that you guys that did. That so was fun. I loved that part. All those Everyone journal pages. With, like, their big sheet of paper. And we were like, oh, hey, pass me that crane over there. That was so fun. And the star stickers. Oh, yeah, the stickers. The stickers, I loved those things. And, like, I remember, like, we'd always, like, at the end, it was always, like, oh, oh, our parents are here. We got to rush and, like, put everything back in the bin. Like, all the pens and highlighters and stickers and stuff, crayons. It was always a major rush at the end. We used every minute we could. I really enjoyed having you guys. And then COVID. Yeah. And everything uh, changed. Yeah. And then I know we like tried doing like a few like meets once in a while, like video chats. And then that like just started like dying down, I think, because like all like the rush into like distance learning and all that, all the new like formatting of everything. I feel like that probably like put a lot of stress on us and so that stuff sort of died down it was a real change moving into that online learning wasn't it yeah it was so confusing at first and then like there's also like the thing where like teachers were confused too so there was like technical difficulties on both sides oh it was I feel like it was probably quite a bit of a mess at the beginning but I think it was really nice how, like, the school provided, like, Chromebooks for us to use. Because I know there are a lot of, like, people out there who, like, don't, can't afford, like, Chromebooks and don't have, like, access to that kind of stuff. So I think that was, like, nice and considerate of the school to do. It really showed where we needed to work together to bring everybody up to speed and how the internet has become like electricity and heat. You know, it, it really yeah. is a utility that's necessary now. You were talking to me about the mental health side, about the online school, and you've got some really great insight into this. I'd love for you to share that with us. There were definitely a few things that like struck me during the school year, but like I hadn't realized at first like how much this did like had affected us until like there was one of my teachers, my AP US history teacher, actually, who was like, hey, like, I know, like, stuff is going, like, crazy right now. Like, today, I don't think I want to assign any homework because I'm, like, I know this, how much this, like, takes a toll on your mental health. And, like, when he was talking about that, that just really hit me because that was, like, in the moment of when, like, um, the sh- murder of George Floyd happened and all that kind of stuff and like emotions were like skyrocketing and everything just seemed so like insane and crazy it was really nice to like see a teacher like actually think about like how this affected us too and like not only themselves 
So it's just, it was sort of eye-opening then because I don't think I realized then how much like this had an effect on our lives when it came to like social interaction and just the stress of all the deadlines and stuff and not being used to all the electronics and stuff because it is completely different than in school. Well, and you guys were a really social group. You know, you like the 10 of you that I knew. I mean, there was a lot of interaction going on during the day. Like at Anoka, we'd have like late start Wednesdays. So like you could like meet up with your group of friends and just chit chat and like hang out in the morning. And we like would always play this one card game called like knock knock every single morning, like on the dot. Like all of us would be like crowded around this table and some people would be like walk by and be like hey can we play too and it just be like it's just something that like I didn't think I could like would take for granted at some point like I didn't think that was something that I like I didn't think it was something that I like I didn't realize how important it was like in my day until like things started like slowing down and not being able to see people and then like you start realizing like how much that like of an effect that takes on you because you're just like sitting there like you're in this house with like one person and it feels like you're just like locked inside it was it was really weird do you think it was harder on extroverts or introverts i i think it could be equal for both because i feel like with extroverts like they're like used to like a lot and I made a lot of social interaction so like they get to, like they talk to their friends all day and they have like so many people that they love interacting with and then like introverts I don't think because I know like I was like one in class and all that kind of stuff so I didn't like really talk to like a huge group of people but I didn't realize like how much I actually liked interacting with people because like I always used to be like I don't want to talk to all these people but now I'm just like dang, I really wish I was back in school and, like, could even just hear other people talking to each other. Can I have just a couple people? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, you never realize, like, actually how much, like, of an effect that stuff has on you until it's, like, just taken right away from you. You know, it's it's so cool to hear you be aware of the other students and, and their experiences as well as your own, you know, to have that insight. And, you know, so it really got me thinking, you know, if, if you had unlimited resources, what impact could we have on the world? How could we change things? I feel like a good thing to do would like, have students, like, be in their own little group, like, have, like, maybe, like, a group of, like, 10 students that would, like, work together for every class and all that kind of stuff, because, well, one, it would be good for, like, social interaction, because then you'd have, like, this group of people that, like, you're getting to know better, and like you actually stay with the whole year so you're like hey I might be interested in like what's going on with these people's lives I've been talking to them all year instead of like an online class where you just see like a screen full of like profile pictures and a lot of the times people don't say anything and we just listen to the teacher talk I also think it would like have a good impact on our learning style because I feel like the teachers could focus on like a smaller group of people at once And, like, we could also help each other with learning because, well, I know, like, once again, in STEAM class, there's, like, a lot of, like, technical issues you can run into because it's a lot about, like, building and coding. So it's really nice to have, like, an input of, like, 
from like different people, like a group of people. So I just feel like it'd be easier and like a lot better of like a learning format to just be in like little pods. So then we'd need more teachers so that each teacher was with the 10 students for the day? I didn't think about that. I also feel like you could go like the direction of like where maybe you had like less time with the teacher. Like you'd still have your one big class, but you'd then have like your smaller group where you just focus on stuff together. And then like if there is troubleshooting that like needs to happen, like you can talk to each other first and like see if you can get that. And then like if all of you are stumped, you can go ask the teacher. Cause I feel like then it would also make it easier on the teacher too, because like then you have your own like little group of support. So they're not like asking or answering every like single person's question. Yeah, I could see where that would be useful, you know, especially in a Zoom format, you know, where you've got 10 faces to interact with instead of, like you said, you know, 30. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it also make it like a bit easier for like kids with like social anxiety to like become more interactive with class because like you see these people like every day and you hate like you, you hear them talking, you troubleshoot together. So you get to know them better and you feel like a little more comfortable around them, I feel. You need to develop some more relationships, like you said. It's kind of getting to know people and deepening that single relationship rather than trying to maintain 300. Gaining new friendships has definitely become like a way harder thing during COVID. Because it's so much easier to like talk to someone who's like sitting right next to you in class instead of having to like reach out and like talk to them through like remote learning. Well, it's a lot easier to make a dumb joke when you drop your pen and it explodes yeah. on their shoe, right? It's a lot. <laughs> you don't have that situational conversation to fall back on. Yeah, like it's so much easier to be like, if you're like in a class that you don't like, you could just be like, oh God, I hate this class without like the teacher hearing and everything. It's so much easier to just like start conversations because you're like sitting there and you both have to do the same thing. You're like, oh my God, what is going on? So you are missing the underhanded murmur. Yeah. That's what's going on here. Like after school, like in your own chat, like you can be like, oh my gosh, like what the heck is going on? But it's like, it's just so much of like a, a better environment to be like in a whole class of people. And I also feel like it does add like a learning opportunity because there could be like something that you have like absolutely no idea about, but like this kid, it's their favorite subject. Yeah, and you wouldn't have a way of knowing about that on Zoom at all, would you? Yeah. So I feel like it's also like, ooh, I don't, I'm hard time explaining this. It's easier to like show each other your interests and stuff like in class because you could be like, oh, hey, like they're wearing a t-shirt of my favorite brand. I want to go talk to them. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Sure. Yeah. And like the clubs and activities and stuff. So like, I've, like, met, like, quite a few, like, really nice people and, like, made new friends through, like, after-school activities. Like, there's one that I do called Knowledgeable, and you get to, like, meet, like, a lot of kids that are, like, like-minded because it's, like, a quiz bowl. It makes it so much easier to, like, find people with, like, your same interests and all that. Yeah, and all the clubs have been shut down for the school year right now, right? Yeah, some of them you can do, like, remotely, but I feel like it's also harder to, like, gain new kids into the club when you're trying to, like, do it, like, 
through meets and stuff because it's harder to like get the word out about it instead of like when we were in school and you could like see flyers about different clubs and like there was this like one thing that we did at the beginning of the year where it was like oh hey like here are all the like the possible like really cool clubs that you could join yeah there's really no open house type format or bulletin boards or anything is there intriguing i hadn't thought about any of this you're you're enlightening me i appreciate this you happen to be one of the lucky people the guinea pigs shall we say this is we've had pandemics before but we've never had pandemics and technology together before so you guys are making history you're living history as students no pressure what does that mean to you it's 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 sort of it's crazy it's hard to do sometimes because I feel like at this point with like all the craziness that's like happened around us and all like the major events it's hard to like realize it like when my history teacher was like yeah like we're living through history right now it's hard to realize like the like importance that like these historical events have around us when I feel like we're just honed in on like school and like getting all our assignments done like learning all this new like technology and stuff but I also think there's an upside to it because if this ever happens again it's going to be like so much easier for all like the younger kids that have to like come into this new format and have no idea what they're doing because then like they might have older siblings who are like oh hey I can completely help you with this And then teachers are also more comfortable with, like, all the websites and formats that they need to use. And I've even seen it progress on my own. Like, the way we've done this, it's, I'd say it's improved because we used to do it, like, completely asynchronous, where there'd be no in-class time and you just do all your homework whenever you wanted. But now that, like, we have a format going, I feel like it's easier to, at even like get yourself started on school work and it all like once again like the the social aspect it brings that in a lot more because you're actually like on meet with people like talking to people in real life and then there are like some teachers who will be like hey how about like we all play a kahoot or something and that was like that never happened before when it was completely asynchronous we like moved that format it improved our learning style and like gave us like a lot more chances to like interact and like ask questions even so it actually improved the quality of the education that you were getting i really think it did because then it's also like easier to say like so like say my history teacher is talking about like the civil war it's so much easier to be like oh hey like what about this aspect of it like what about just put your question there it's a lot easier to like get like responses and like actually talk about stuff than it would be when you're doing it like completely like remote like no like meetings or anything you said a lot of really good things and i i feel like there's one more big question you've filled so much you've got big thoughts my friend (laughs) it's it's a lot to think about it is it really is and you know i've heard some counter arguments about you know, nobody went to school during all these other large historic events. And so we shouldn't pressure ourselves and we should just ride it out and not worry about it. 
But on the flip side, we do have the technology and we do have the ability to make this happen now. And it seems like a shame that we don't use the opportunities. Yeah, I can, I like completely agree with that because it's also, I know it's easy to compare it to like other ma- major historical events like World War II and stuff. But during that, you could go see your friends. Like, there wasn't like a complete ban on like seeing people and there wasn't like too much of a danger. But with COVID, there's a lot more like risks you're taking with interacting with people, like even going to the store or like trying to get a job and being able to see your friends at all. So you can compare it in like the way that we don't go to school anymore, but there's also like an added danger to it. Because well, World War One was dangerous and World War Two was too, but when you walked outside, you weren't gonna like drop dead. But there's like a huge possibility of like say you go to school or like go see your friends and like they had contact with someone who had COVID and then you go see your grandparents the next day. Like, you have no idea what's going to happen. So are you more concerned about your own health with COVID or other people's health? I'm more concerned about my family's health. Because I know my grandparents and my mom are, like, all at high risk. So I, like, I know if I got it, I'd be okay. But I don't want to, like carry the risk of getting my family sick, getting other people sick, like my friends, the community, like anyone. Because I feel like it's really important to like be aware that like you're not the only one who could get sick. It's really anyone in the entire world could get sick. And that not knowing is where I feel uncomfortable anyway. It's invisible. Yeah, like the wait period. Because like you also like it takes weeks to actually like go into effect. Like you could have it like for two weeks and you wouldn't know. Right. Like that's the other like scary part. And then there are like also other people who don't like wear masks or follow guidelines. And like, I understand that's like, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. But like, it's hard to like know who does that too. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want to prefer to stay away from them, it's hard to, like, get, like, that understanding between the two of you. Did you want to talk about your struggle with depression? I, I, I think I'd be okay with it because I feel like that was, like, a huge part of, like, the effect that COVID had on me because I don't think I realized until, like, I was talking to my therapist one day and she's like, oh yeah, like your depression. And I was like, whoa, because it never like hit me that like that actually really happened because it's sort of hard to like realize like the like big effect that it has on you until someone else brings it up. Because I personally, I just keep on going. Like I don't let myself stop. I'm just like, okay, I got to get through this. Like I got to get all of this done. It's sort of just like a, keep on going until you can't anymore you're an incredibly hard worker and you're a great student and I've always admired that about you thank you yeah 
one of the things like I have like taking great pride on like throughout my life is like my grades and like how well I do in school so it had a big effect on me because when like you take something that like some kids including me like that's like their pride and joy in their life like that's what they know they can do and then you like sort of just jumble that up and like throw everything they know about it out the window I feel like it can cause like a lot of stress and confusion and like it can be scary yeah absolutely especially when it just happens overnight yeah it was it was a lot because like I said earlier like the effect that like it has on you socially and like being able to interact with your friends it's sometimes like I didn't realize like how much like that played into like how like my happiness and like my well-being until it was just gone what does that experience tell you moving forward as far as advocacy goes? I feel like it helps me realize that this could be happening in like other people's lives too. Like it, it opens like my mind to like realize to understanding that I'm not the only one going through this. Like there's thousands of kids like across America who are struggling with depression and mental health issues that like are almost boosted and like I'm trying to think of the word for it that are like amplified because of COVID because I know I have a friend who stuff started like going just downhill for them and it was like hard to climb back out whereas if they were in the school building there might have been a different safety net there of the friends as well as the teachers as well as the counselors all working yeah. together because I think it, it makes it harder to like first off like explain to your teachers like things that are like going on within your life like through an email it just it feels really weird to do it that way impersonal yeah it feels like it's like oh I don't want like my teacher thinking like this this is just an excuse for me not getting my schoolwork done so I think, like, being able to be in school and, like, have people who you can, like, just talk to, because even if they don't know what's going on, like, just being by, like, your friends and, like, people who want to talk to you and, like, have fun with you, it just, I think it has, like, an uplifting effect. You get to soak in their energy. Yeah. Because, like, I know having, like, a class, like, where everyone's talking and, like, having fun with each other is such a different vibe from having one that's like just silent sure it carries a much different energy yeah nothing that you can replicate at home i know some of my classes we do talk like a lot more than other classes but sometimes it can still feel like it's really quiet because unless you're like one of the kids who are like jumping in and like talking with everyone you still like i know i still feel like i'm just like sitting there all alone Instead of, like, when you're in class and, like, it, it makes it a lot easier to, like, jump into conversations and everything. Well, and even if you're sitting in a conversation not saying anything in person, you still have, like, that tennis court effect, you know, where yeah. your head is bouncing back and forth and you're following, you're physically following the conversation around the room. Yeah, and, like, you can, like, nod along and be like, oh, yeah, like, I completely understand that. But, like instead of that you're just staring at your screen and sometimes like 
you'll see like a little like bubble moving saying that someone's talking. It it carries a lot different like it it feels so different compared to like being in real life. So you've only got another couple months left and then summer and warm weather again. Little outside time. Yeah. It's so crazy thinking that like this has been happening for almost a year now. Because it feels like it's been a decade, but a week at the same time. That's a really good description. Because like there's just like, it can get really tiring. But then it also seems like so much has happened. That it's just like, whoa, this went by so quick. The added like political climate going on in the background too. That can like, it, especially for some people, I feel like it bring a lot of stress and stuff. So I feel like it died down for a little bit, but then it like jumped back up again. And I'm hoping now that it'll calm down again, maybe. So like it can give a lot of people like a peace of mind. Yeah, I agree. It's been a lot, but I am proud of you as a person. And I am proud of you as part of our teen council at the museum. And I really appreciate you going out of your comfort zone and recording this with us and sharing your experience so other people can get a glimpse of what it's like to be in school right now. Yeah, I really appreciate being able to do this because I, like, as you said, I feel like it's really important to be able to, like, share what it's actually like for, like, kids to be living through this because I feel like teachers and, like, a lot of adults don't really understand what's, like, going on, like, in, like, our mind throughout this. It's, it's really different. Well, I hope this helped a little bit, and uh, I hope that people out there listening to the podcast get a little idea of what's going on, and I would welcome them to write in questions, and maybe you would be able to answer some more questions if people had them. I would love to do that. That would be fun. We could start a a whole new conversation. Thanks again, Maddie, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, talk to you later. Read all about it in the Noka County Library Minute. Hello, everyone. I'm Haley Coble, a librarian at the Northtown Library, and I'm here with a slew of books on today's topics. These books cover loneliness, the emotional and mental development of teenagers, with books for both teens and their parents, and gaming communities. There's a lot, so let's dive right in. The first book on the list that I have is Loneliness, Human Nature and the Need for Social Connection by John T. Cacciapo and William Patrick. John T. Cacciapo is a pioneering neuroscientist from the University of Chicago who posits in this book the concept of chronic loneliness. Chronic loneliness, he argues, is different from depression, but it still has serious impacts on immune systems, thinking abilities, and mental health. The next book I have is specifically for uh, teenagers um, online. It's called Tips for Protecting Yourself on the Internet. And it is actually an ebook available through our Learning Express database. 
this particular article was written with teens in mind and has the do's and don'ts of internet safety for teenagers that are outlined very clearly there. A book for parents specifically, the available parent expert advice for raising successful and resilient teens and tweens by John Duffy. This book encourages helicopter discourages, excuse me, this book discourages helicopter parenting and encourages parents to be available to help their children instead. He encourages flexibility and a willingness to listen and a reminder that teenagers crave their parents' understanding and support, not their dismissal. More from the teens side of things, um, frequently asked questions about how the teen brain works by Michael R. Wilson. Teen brains are strange, they are growing, and they are therefore very different from the brains of the adults who often interact with them. This book takes the neuroscience perspective in looking at the development of the teenage brain and helps teens and parents alike understand the changes that teen brains are going through. And this book is shelved in our young adult section. Um, last but not least, um, talking about video games, we have Fantasy Freaks and Gaming Geeks, an epic quest for reality among role players, online gamers, and other dwellers of imaginary realms by Ethan Glistorf. This part memoir, part analysis, sees 40-year-old former D&D fan traversing America and its fantasy worlds. In the book, Glissdorf meets countless fans and talks with them about how they maintain an active imagination in the often humdrum world of adulthood. Come with him as he talks with scholars, gamers, and superfans in this homage to the love of geekery. Thank you for joining me again for the Library Minute. We have many more books on all of these topics at the Anoka County Library. As always, you can find them in the corresponding hall numbers, or you can always ask your local librarian. Until next time, good luck and have fun. Get those library cards and reserve your copy today. Thank you, Rebecca and Maddie, so much. I really appreciated hearing Maddie's perspective on everything that she's experienced over this past year of distance learning. I just, I don't have that perspective anymore. I don't have that experience. I can't understand it on this visceral internal level because I'm not there. We talked about that a lot in the teen council group meetings that how interesting it would be if we had a perspective written down in the museum from a teenager from 1900 right? That we could look back and see what their life was like going to school and what activities they did and compare that to what the experience is now for the teenagers that are sitting around the table at the teen council. And Maddie gets to be that for us for this moment 40 years from now. The immediacy of writing down your experience, no matter what it is, you can't say how important that is there's no way that you can underestimate that because the memory plays tricks on you and you only remember the really good or the really bad and the mundane gets forgotten and the fact that you tripped over your shoelaces on the way into school and fell flat on the ground and you might not remember that which is point. why the the facebook memories or like the google photo memories that pop up of just this this, like you said, mundane thing in your life. I have no memory of it, but I love that I had captured it at the moment. And once it pops back up, it, it triggers this moment. So trying to 
capture those memories now as opposed to recreating them is super important. About a year ago, I challenged myself to take a photo a day. And it didn't matter what the photo was, but it had to be just a photo a day. And like you said, that memory, it just triggers it every time it comes up. It's been a really interesting experiment for myself. How amazing would the collection here at the museum be if people started writing those immediate memories and those experiences and we collected them all here? Hashtag history happens now. Thankfully, we have a website where people could do that if they were motivated. Uh, There's a portion of our website uh, where we ask, what's your story? And it flips up this screen where you just type whatever you want at us and send it off into the ether of history. I like that. Everybody should do that. This is our call to you out there, whoever's listening to this. Tell us your story. What should people be remembering about this moment in our Anoka County lives? I'll see you all next week. It's a deal. If you have a question or you would like to share your own story with us, you can find us at anokacountyhistory.org. We are all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all who scroll by. For our members and donors, you can find special access to podcast extras, as well as the latest digital resources at our vault located on the website. History 21 is a production of the Anoka County Historical Society. Remember, the present is the past of the future.